next morning, I told the doctor, I go, ah, I masturbated yesterday and nothing came out. And he was like, oh, yeah, that's one of the main ones with that new. <laughs> oh, my God. You think they mentioned that? I go, you got to lead with that. to another episode of Girls Gotta Eat. We're here. We are back in New York for like a day and a half. <laughs> Happy Monday. <laughs> Rise and grind. Okay. Before we get started, thanks to Liquid IV for supporting Girls Gotta Eat. Liquid IV hydrates you two to three times faster and more efficiently than water alone with the additional bonus of vitamin C, B3, B5, B6, and B12. Get 25% off at liquidiv.com when you use the code GGE at checkout. And thanks to Noble for supporting Girls Gotta Eat for simple, durable, and functional footwear apparel training gear, visit nobullproject.com slash GGE. Yes. Also, thanks to HelloFresh for supporting Girls Gotta Eat. HelloFresh delivers step-by-step recipes and pre-measured ingredients so you can just cook and enjoy. For $80 off your first month, go to HelloFresh.com slash GGE80 and use the code GGE80 to get a total of $80 off, which is $20 off your first four boxes. Also, thanks to Ritual for supporting Girls Gotta Eat. Better health doesn't happen overnight. That's why there is Ritual, the obsessively researched vitamin for women. Ritual is offering you 10% off during your first three months. Visit Ritual.com com slash gge to start your ritual today oh my god lots of healthy stuff i can't wait to talk about these liquid iv hangover cures we'll get to it it works hangovers are so bad <laughs> i can't wait to just really hype this up um we have a great episode today a little different than what we usually oh yeah do. we do we are really getting into some mental health stuff today with a comedian named brendan air and he's hilarious he is awesome but we are really going to talk about some more serious topics today with mental health. So we'll get to it. That's all I got to say. Good. I'm really, I'm excited to cover this. I'm also excited to give you guys an update on the cities that we're coming to. We have so many exciting things that we are doing. I can't wait to meet you in these new cities. So um, we are in Canada this week. There's still a couple tickets left um, for Toronto and for the Montreal JFL Festival. If you guys want to come out, we have Minneapolis tickets left um, just for August 3rd. And then the whole tour that we announced, um, tons of cities, and there are some tickets left in all of them. So Detroit, Cleveland, Columbus, Pittsburgh, Charlotte, Atlanta, and Charleston. Um, Atlanta might be sold out by today. I don't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. ATL. Oh God. You guys came I, in strong. I know. I knew they would. It really like almost sold out. In Center a stage almost sold out. Guys, it's, it's going to be such an awesome show. Also, Toronto just confirmed the opening entertainment today, four days before the show. Um, and like it's going to be really fun. So definitely get on those remaining tickets, all these. We hyped a lot of these cities last week. We didn't really show Ohio any love. I'm super excited to go to Cleveland and Columbus. Our guest today is from Cleveland. So we talk about that a little bit more. I have family in Columbus. I'm just really excited about all the cities, but... Gotta, well, get, gotta show them all some love. Yeah, but mostly Pittsburgh. I'm mostly Pittsburgh. excited about Pittsburgh. The theater that we are doing this at is really oh like God, a dream. Beautiful. It's so beautiful. Um, we do a lot of cool stuff at comedy clubs. But this is like a full-blown like music hall. It is insane. Yeah. Um, you come watch me just cry my eyes out on stage. I'm so excited. So uh, yeah, we'll see you guys in all these cities. You can get tickets at stupidliveshows.com as always. Yes, they're still called Stupid Live Shows. So that girl that said the joke is over, it's never over. Never over. Never over. They're called Stupid Live Shows and they will be called that forever. If you don't like it, don't come. (laughs) Uh, We just had some amazingly stupid live shows in 
Phoenix, or well, Atlantic City to start. Then we went to Phoenix, Denver, and Salt Lake City. And, you know, we're going to keep this brief, but we really always like to show the love to all these cities, which were all incredible. Atlantic City, I mean, the main thing I can say, and we can say it now because we were kind of uh, teasing it, is that we opened the show with male dancers, strippers, dancers from the company Hunkomania. Boy, were they. Um, yeah, Hunkomania. They do shows here in New York, Philly, uh, all over this area. So check them out. We don't need to plug them, but obviously we are. They were incredible. They came out. One guy, <laughs> this was all my doing. They were like, I was like, this is how it's going to work. One guy's going to come out to Pony, obviously. The show is going to start with the intro to Pony. One guy came out, basically humped a chair. It was so sexual. Then the all the other ones came out. They did like an It's Raining Men. They had their umbrellas. They had their raincoats. They took all their things off. It was wild. They were, and they, then it like ended with this like booty work. Then they carried us out. They came and got us. P- Pony cues up again. I'm like getting so hype. Pony cues up again. They go to the side of the stage. One, they pick me and Raina up. We're uh, up they the were so lubed up with so much oil. I was like, am I going to fall out of this guy's arms? <laughs> yes. One, one stripper was assigned to me. One was assigned to Raina. They picked us up, brought us out on stage, like carrying us like fireman style, twirl us around, put us in our seats. <laughs> and then <laughs> the very end, we closed with this solo dance with just one of them named Romeo, obviously. And he danced all up on Raina. And I just, Raina, you can talk about when we, we were trying to tell him what we were envisioning in the dressing room right before the show. We tried. We tried. <laughs> We were like, I want to do an upside down 69. He's like, I got you. I'm like, do you need a new chair? I got you. Do you need me to be somewhere? I got you. I was, he was like, just, just sit there. He was the biggest of them all. He was probably like six, two, so jacked. And we were trying to tell him like, we have this vision. He was like, I got you. Like he would, he refused to let us tell him what to do. He came out and picked the stool with Raina in it up. Like a fl- bar stool. Flipped it upside yes. down with a back. Like flipped it upside down. You and the chair you were in. And I was so shocked by it. By the way, a normal person would grip the chair to not die. I grip my hair extensions. <laughs> your hands went right back to your hair. Yes, most people would grab onto the bottom of the chair. Your hands were on your head. And then he put, the, put you on the floor, drug you towards him by your ankles, and then put his head between your legs, and then basically did a headstand and like bicycled in the air. It was bonkers. Also, again, oh, to um, the song we did for that was Ludacris, What's Your Fantasy, obviously. So we came out right to, I want to lick, 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 lick you from your head to your toes, lift you up. I was screaming. It was a mom. She was like Amy Poehler mom dancing. It was amazing. I was. The whole thing. It was so amazing. Um, I, well, I mean, I guess like it answers my question. Would you rather die in a stripper accident or have your hair extensions fall out in a stripper accident? Rather, I clearly would rather die. <laughs> would you rather get a full-blown concussion or yeah. lose a hair extension on stage? Concussion, always. Always. What if an entire track of my hair extension just hit one of the casino goers in the face? That would have gone viral. More than a concussion. All right, next time. Girls got to eat hair extensions on stage. Um, Phoenix was amazing oh my gosh one of our favorite shows the crowd was so incredible so funny and it was hot but we survived you guys are fucking troopers i don't know how you do it i really i've never been to phoenix i've never been to salt lake i did not know what the people were going to be like what the crowd was going to be like we could not have been more excited and proud and we don't say that about all cities uh but those i mean the laughs were just amazing we feel so grateful that you guys in every city are just so fucking cool and obviously we knew denver was gonna be dope and uh, it was uh, yeah <laughs> yeah yeah Lake city was, was really great that was one of your favorites Raina was like i miss you fam i do i miss that we had to go to the airport she was like maybe we'll miss
us our flight and we'll go get to go out with everybody. I was like, oh, look who wants to party now. Uh, yeah, Denver. Well, save the best for last. <laughs> okay. I need to tell you guys about what happened in Denver. 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 First of all, can I just say that for months now, we have been saying like Denver is like where we're going to meet guys, where we're going to get laid, whatever. And we, and ma- we did. We manifested it. That's what manifesting is all about. Not to get too spiritual, but I'm sorry, we did. If you put it out into the world, you can get laid. We put it out too. We put it out in the world. First of all, the guys there are so hot. Oh, it is, it hot. makes no sense. Yeah. Every single person is beautiful. Yeah, the guys are really hot. The girls, um, are, the girls are great and beautiful too. But the, I mean, every guy you see. Just stone cold smoke show. So anyways, um, I was talking to this guy there and he has a friend who is very tall and I was like, say no more fam. This is perfect for Ashley. <laughs> and uh, I didn't know she was going to like him because I had never met the guy before, but he seemed like nice enough. And I was like, I'm going to make Ashley like do a double date with us after our show. They came to our show. Right. So his first, I mean, I met him briefly in the green room, but then obviously his first foray into who I am as a person was our show. Absolutely. So he got to see you in all your glory. He probably was all bonered up watching you on stage. Like, ah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and we go to this bar and like they're hitting off me and this other guy like move across the bar so I can just watch her. <laughs> He's like, how do you think it's going? And I'm, she hasn't stopped talking for one second. It's going great. This is a great date. She's like laughing. It's so great. We go back to their place. We're sitting outside. No, you said that like that your guy was like trying to talk to you and you're like, Psh to watch Ashley. He kept trying to talk to me and I'm like, I'm busy. Can you see I'm monitoring a situation right now? I was having a blast. Yeah. I didn't, I don't connect with everybody. Like I really don't. Like I was very like, this is going to be annoying because I feel like I'm kind of going to be forced to hang out with this guy because you kind of are like with your guy or Which whatever. Which I hated by the way. I always hate like when you have to drag your friend along and they feel obligated to like hook up with the other person. Right. It's yeah. so annoying. So I was glad that I saw you guys were full, yeah. full blown chit chatting. But when I was really glad is when we were, <laughs> were sitting outside at this fire pit, me and this dude, Ashley and this dude. And I hear the other guy say that he is six foot eight. Now, he is clearly very tall, but he hadn't really like put a number to it. And at that moment, I, just, I saw <laughs> Ashley's panties just drop to the floor. She really, she leaned in. She started asking all these questions. I could watch her becoming more attractive to him as he said it more. He started talking about needing to shop at Big and Tall. I mean, listen, I knew he was tall, but I just wasn't fully, I was wearing heels. So I was, my, I'm usually a height guesser. My, my powers were off that night. And when he, yeah, he said six, eight. I was like, oh, for real. I saw you lean in. I saw your whole demeanor change. You like uncrossed your arms. And at that moment, I asked the guy that I was with to please get a glass of water with me inside of the house. I've just never came back. Yeah. I was like, so do you think they're going to get that water for me? And he was like, <laughs> no. So then we went in the house and then I, <laughs> I forgot about this. And thus began a two and a half day period of Ashley being the most high maintenance person that has ever lived. They walked into the house and got a glass of water. And Ashley was like, it smells bad. I won't drink it. No, listen, that cup smelled bad. Also, can I just say, right in my it made me cut this, but I'm going to try to say it, you guys. We went in and the first we started making out against the kitchen counter. Next day, come to find out you had just fucked on that counter. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why the cup smelled bad. <laughs> Did you fuck on that you- cup? Had you come on that cup? I made him wash his dick in the cup. Did you also notice that there was water all over the counters, that everything was soaking wet? I knocked a ton of shit over with my ass and we just kept fucking. Oh my God. I was soaking wet. Like, 
I can't believe you got, I can't believe the audacity of you to fuck on that counter knowing that I needed water and I should have been coming in there to get it. <laughs> it is true. I just hopped right up on that counter and started fucking. Full then, bare ass on the counter. came in moments later and started making out. Oh His hands probably were on where my bare oh, ass okay. was nice. in that water. Um, anyways, you really showed your true colors to this guy. Well, yeah. That night, we, whatever. We you acted up. sort of normal, yeah. We, but, but we were... At his place, they live together at three in the morning. And I was like, I'm not sleeping here. Like it's, there's no AC in the bedroom. It was hot as fuck. And we had a beautiful condo that Denver Comedy Works had put us up in. I was in a king suite. I was like, 0% chance I'm not going to sleep there. And instead not sleep in this hot ass room. So I was like, I'm going to go back to my place. Like you can, you can come or not. You know, it wasn't like you're coming with me, but it was like, I I'm going to go home and actually get some sleep. We have shows. I can't out be out here sleep deprived, sleeping in like a fucking 110 degree room. So yeah, three in the morning, I, you know, made him drive me back. <laughs> <laughs> I totally forgot you did this. This is just like a breadcrumb of how, how high maintenance you acted for the next two days. And I'm so proud of you. I am. Because, you know, you just let people know who you are right up top. I mean, I listen, I do. I like what I like. I'm going to do what I want to do. And if you accept it, you, you can accept it or not. And that's what I told Raina because I was like, this is what this is how I like to act up top because if I'm ever going to date a guy and then down the road, we're six months in. And he's like, you were such a high maintenance bitch. I'm like, yeah, you knew this day one. You really let this guy know, know this. Okay, so let me explain to you guys what she did to him the second day. We meet these guys for dinner at this place that they were super excited about. We sit down outside. Ashley immediately says there's no music and I hate it. D- D- Raina, you're gonna you can't exaggerate this. Through. I never, I asked the server, is there music out here? And then we played our own music and he said no. And I was like, well, I love a vibe. So I don't know what to say here. Then we ordered drinks and Ashley's like, it's hot. She makes everybody get up and move inside tables. We get one table and then everybody's like, do you want a different table? They're asking her if she wants to move tables. We settle on that table. We sit down. We have sort of dinner, kind of. Uh, then we have to go drop Ashley's suitcase off at her friend's house. So we make this guy drive us to drop Ashley's suitcase right. off. So we had two nights at the comedy condo and then we had one night and like hotels were just like crazy expensive and I have a friend there and I was like, I'm just going to crash with her. But like kind of knowing that like we should have just stayed at these guys places like duh you know we should have stayed together but I was like you don't have AC there you don't have AC in that bedroom I can't stay there I'm not gonna be able to stay there so I was like I'm staying at my friend Sydney's and we need to go drop my stuff off so like we can go out tonight and I can just like go back to her place my stuff's already gonna be there you know I don't want to bring my stuff over at midnight I'm gonna drop it off ahead of time get a key from her so I can go back there so we drive over to her place change the whole plan drop my stuff off uh-huh yeah we have to drop her stuff off in a totally different neighborhood <laughs> then we go out and ashley proceeds to basically leave every bar that this dude takes her to me and this guy like split off every place that she went to she hated <laughs> okay <laughs> everything you're like let me defend this she made him leave one bar because there was no vibe the next bar because it what took too long to get a drink and the first bar, I couldn't drink that drink. It was <laughs> oh, yeah. The drink was too spicy at the first place. So you left that place. He tried to take you to a jazz club and there was no vibe and you hated it. So you left. He tried to take you to a rooftop bar and no one waited on you quick enough. And there was no food and you left. And okay. then the fourth bar you came to was when me and this guy were already at. And you sat at a different table with your guy and ordered dinner across the restaurant from us. I can't bring it okay did all that like she sounds great i'm gonna introduce her to my brother did all this happen yes (laughs) (laughs) 
look, here's, I need to defend this because it sounds crazy. And it's going to get worse. The, fir- the first bar we went to, fine. But A, you you were like kind of off trying to figure out if you were going to go have your night alone with your guy. And the drink that I was served, it was a jalapeno infused tequila and it was so spicy. I couldn't drink it. And then I just wasn't feeling the vibe. And I was like, can we just go? <laughs> he wasn't even done with his drink. He was like, okay, sure. Whatever. They were $5. So he was like, I'm going to take you to this like jazz dive bar. We walk in. Nobody's in there. Smelled funny. The jazz band was on a break. There was no vibe. And here's the thing. We had two shows two nights before. This is my only and last night in Denver to actually do stuff. So I feel like I should be in charge of what I'm going to do. I also want to be make it very clear that when I am kind of going back and forth to these places, I'm being cute about it. I'm not like, I can't be here. Like, I mean, we can joke about it, but like, it's cute. They were also on one block. Yeah. And it, he, he also wanted me to place. enjoy my night. So jazz, the jazz club was a no-go. I'm sure that place is very fun and like a lit Saturday night, but there was just no vibe. We go up to this other, we go up to this rooftop. He was like, I think Raina and you know, other guy are going to be at this rooftop. And like, so we don't really want to bother. Let's go to this one. There's two right across from each other. We go up there. I don't know. Music was not on par. It was like old classic rock, really loud, blaring. Took 20 minutes for a server to come over. He dropped our menus and then never came back. And then the guy was like, I'm going to go up to the bar and order. Goes up to the bar and he goes, oh, the kitchen's closed. I was like, this can't be happening. So I wish I knew the name of that place to tell you guys never to go there. But anyway, you'll if you live in Denver, it's right across the street from another rooftop called View House, which I love. So now we're at our fourth bar for, of the night for Ashley. Fourth bar. But we walk up there and immediately I'm like, this is my vibe. You know, I heard some like, so I, I probably heard like some Rihanna, maybe some Kai the music was on point great views the menu was so wonderful I like ordered a grain ball I was drinking rosé meanwhile we're like spying on Raina and her guy like over there having a very intimate moment like really emotional we, we, <laughs> we crept I was up. drunk and tired okay you were it was great and so we sat there and then you guys left and we like shut it down for like three more hours <laughs> And then, and, and then the next really crazy part of the story comes up where she makes him go back to pick her suitcase up. Okay, here's what happened. <laughs> I still kind of thought I was going to stay at Sydney's, which I, is why she made him sit outside in his car alone while she went inside of the apartment to see if maybe she could get the suitcase. She didn't even guarantee she would sleep with him on the way to get the suitcase. Okay, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. <laughs> But we started making out in the car and I was like, I really, I like this guy. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not going to say too much. I like him. He's great. He's really wonderful. We've got great chemistry, whatever. Um, And so he was dropping me off. We're making out in the car and I'm thinking like, I don't want to like just say goodbye just yet. So I was like, wait for me outside. Let me make sure she's up and I can get my shit, you know, whatever. And, um, cause I didn't have a key. She was going to open the door. I only had like a fob to get up to the floor whatever. So we, uh, go up there and, um, I, I walk in and like in that moment, I knew I just like wanted to go back out and like stay with him in this like hot fucking house where you were also. And I'm like, right. And I can go to the airport in the morning, whatever. It's been great. So I go in, wake Sydney up and I'm like, I'm so sorry. You're such a good friend. I need to get my suitcases. And she's like, no girl, go do you. So then walk downstairs, like walk outside with my suitcase and he was gone because he was like I'm done with this I was gonna try to be so cute and be like I'm back because when we see he was like I really want to see you again whatever and I was like you might see me again in like 10 minutes walk out suitcases he was gone I'm like I can't believe this is happening oh my god this is what is this guy like is he a New Yorker how did this happen like terrible trash guy and he just had to like do a loop because like a cop pulled up and he came back around put my suitcase in the car we went and stayed at the house and then half of the point of staying at the house was so you and I could go to the airport the next morning. I wake up, text you, hey, I'm here. I ended up coming back. Let's leave for the airport in like 10 minutes. And you were like, I'm already on the way there. I was like, what? How did this happen? How was I even supposed to know you were there? You think you just let me know? I forgot to say, yeah, whatever. I was all like, you know, I was busy. Sexed up. Um, anyway, he saw my true colors and really? he was fine with it. 
I'm fun enough to make up for all that stuff. Okay, here's the thing. You can have standards and want a specific vibe and want to be able to eat dinner and drink a drink that you like and not be a total piece of shit about it. Absolutely. You can like run around and be cute about it. Also, if you have sex with them the other night, like exactly. it's fine. Like, I, come on. You can be cute and high. Like it didn't ruin anybody's time that like you wanted music at the bar. You wanted air conditioning. Like The luggage was a lot. <laughs> yeah, but he knew he was going to get laid at the end of the luggage road. <laughs> Um, but I think that like the takeaway is like you were honest, but I also think there's just like a way to not be like a pouty little bitch about I'm stuff. I'm not. Yeah. And I, I'm also all four of those bars are on the same block. Right. I wasn't like we around. need to go across town. But that was real funny what he put up with. What a little angel. What yeah. a gigantic angel. Uh, yeah. What a huge angel. We landed this morning and we were back. <laughs> baggage claim just so out of it Raina took too much CBD oil before she got on the plane we're just standing there baggage claim and I just look around I go welcome back to the world of terrible men and we just started dying laughing <laughs> of course we have to leave New York to meet a decent guy oh, I hate being here <laughs> we love New York but <laughs> we love it but, but we live in Denver now here are trash. <laughs> um, so that was funny and that you had a good time I did have a good time yeah it was a good trip okay um, but I don't know if anything else is crazy to talk about, so that's fine. I had a good time. We had great, we had a great time. Denver forever. A lot of sex in Denver. Yeah. <laughs> I did also, but went to a lot of bars in Denver. <laughs> <laughs> I will say I did end up at that jazz bar that you were at that night. We walked in, we sat down. He's like, do you like it? Is it okay? I was like, yeah, I love this. This is like the shittiest oldest dive bar. And there's like an eight piece, like drunk jazz band up here. And I was like, there's no way Ashley stayed here. <laughs> my first words out of my mouth. He's like, do you like it here? I was like, Ashley would not have ever stayed yeah. here. You're like, Ashley is exactly where she needs to be up on a rooftop, drinking rosé, listening to the chain smokers. <laughs> like the 22 year old basic bitch that she is. <laughs> and the way into my panties is to watch a 95 year old man play the saxophone in this empty dive bar and drink out of solo cups until we go home. <laughs> different, different strokes for different folks. Anyways, thanks, All right. for, thanks for a time, Colorado. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's about it. When we will be back to Denver sooner than later, hopefully. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. We'll see. Um, if we recover from this last leg of this tour. So can't wait for Canada and Minneapolis this week. I know. Oh man. Minneapolis. Minneapolis. I can't wait. Uh, okay. Well, should we get into our, should we? Get into our guest? Yeah, absolutely. So um, in the house studio today with us and Duo, we have a very special guest for a very special topic that we are really excited to cover. So he is a New York City comedian. You have seen him on Seth Meyers, Comedy Central. You've heard him on the Rad Dudecast podcast. And his comedy album, Desiree, is out right now. Welcome to the studio, Brendan Ayer. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm <laughs> yeah. excited. We're excited to have you. How did I do with your intro? It was great. great. You nailed it. That's, great. that's everything. Sometimes. I like to throw like weird wrenches in, like tell the person that like Andy is like a super hot wife and things like that. And they get like really uncomfortable or like yeah. she's great tits. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm kind of offended. You that I didn't get a weird thing. I know. You have great titties. Thank you. No, that's a bad thing. You yeah. have um, great sleeve tattoos. Thank on you. Both right. arms. Yes. I know. I feel like, do you have a fave? Um, I think that, uh, well, yes, Cleveland. I have Cleveland tattooed on my Oh, my gosh. My uh, Wait, I love that font. Yeah, that's probably my favorite. That's very old. And uh, 
you know, that's a great way to pick up a girl is show them your tattoo of <laughs> the Cleveland. dying city you're from. <laughs> oh, no. But anyway, guys, get tickets to our Cleveland show. <laughs> I'm from the Midwest. You're trying to fuck? Yeah. So you're, you're from Cleveland? I'm from Cleveland. Okay. Yeah, I love it there. Wait, I'm now it there. I'm like scoping out all the other tattoos. Yeah. Tiger? I, they look great. I have a tiger. And then this one was supposed to be a panther. And then I got back to the hotel. So I have this, this panther that's like selectively shaded. And I got back to the hotel and I stared at it in the mirror for a long time. And I was like, oh, I think I accidentally got another tiger. (laughs) (laughs) So like if you have one tiger tattoo, you can just be like, they look cool. But now I feel like I have to know stuff about tiger. You're like a tiger guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, You you have a whole vibe. You have bleached hair. This is new. I thought so. This is brand new. I've never done anything in my hair in my life. Never. I had like... The standard, like, one boy's haircut, please, you know? And, like, that was it my whole life. And my roommate is a hairstylist, and I was complaining about my gray hair, and she was like, let me let me do platinum blonde. Okay. Like, I'm glad you explained why. In my mind, it was, your girlfriend was like, I just want to pretend you're somebody else when you're going down on me. Uh, Guy Fieri? No, she was very against it. <laughs> she was? She was very against it. Yeah. Now, yes, now she's very into the Guy Fieri play. Uh, <laughs> Brendan came in with his sunglasses on his neck, the back of his neck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm wearing a bowling shirt right now. <laughs> He's wearing flames. Yeah. He's got flame tattoos everywhere. <laughs> if you could go down on me and yell, welcome to Flavortown <laughs> yeah. while it's happening. <laughs> First of all, also, I love Guy Fieri. Who's the comedian? Oh, man. Shane. Shane Torres. Yes. He he does a bit on Guy Fieri in defense of him. Well, right? I think the... He's I, a great I, guy. I've never... Well, here's the thing about Guy Fieri that I think is so cool. And this is... Very, we're off topic already. Okay. But uh Let it fly. He, uh, he, like, he was such a joke and he just was so relentlessly positive that he overcame that and everyone was just like you know what he's kind of a good guy he's a good guy like great he does all this charity stuff for his hometown like uh, i forget some tragedy happened where he's from whatever he cooked for all these people like you google him he's a good one yeah and like his show is only focused on exposing really small restaurants (laughs) to the to the mass public really small restaurants great that he's literally never not loved (laughs) every (laughs) single one of them he's like well this is amazing also like he likes every single thing He's ever he does. He so he's gone to Pittsburgh a couple times, and every place he goes to, I'm like, I didn't know that they could legally serve food at that place. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> There's this bar. It's like a shitty dive bar. There's an oven in the middle of the bar, like a mom's house oven. And sometimes I'll see them tie one of the um, the knobs to the handle with like a with like a rope just to keep it shut. Like that's how shitty this place. Probably is. not up to code. Yeah, and and Guy Fieri's like, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. I love that you said that. I feel like that's a great <laughs> segue into our mental health that if you just stay positive you'll overcome yeah you can overcome bleach blonde hair and flame shirts and backward oakley's so okay and also i don't know maybe i should know more of your stand-up but what is desiree desiree is you kind of have to listen to it so i had all these names going into my album okay and then this woman desiree was in the front row and like we got into this crowd work moment <laughs> and it turned out her husband 
was just a guy who had come to her house to install cable. Okay. And I like, and I was like, your name's Desiree and you are married to the cable guy. Like that you're a porno five years later. Like you're the, and it was like this great moment. And it, and here's the weird thing. Maybe your listeners can help. This lady does not know the album is named after. What? Like, I'm trying to, like, I've been tweeting, like, trying to be like, she should know, I think. Like, because. It's not named after, like, your mom or your sister. It's a total stranger. It's a total stranger. Do you remember the show? Yeah, it was. I mean, it was. There was. We recorded um, four shows in Cincinnati at Go Bananas. And it was. um, I mean. I don't know what show it was, but she'll know because she'll know her name's yeah, Desiree, Desiree and she's married to a to the cable, cable guy. guy. And they knew it was an album recording. So All right. Well, if anybody's listening that knows Desiree, we'll, we'll, I'm not we'll kidding you. Her. I'm not trying to like toot her own horn. We'll, she'll, it'll, we'll find her. I think you we will. We found a guy yeah. that I hooked up with in Key West in what, 04 uh, that I used to joke was the one that got away. And time someone, is, time someone is found him. him. Like yeah. they, people found him. So Desiree from Cincinnati, we'll find her. I love that. Yeah, everyone was like a little bit like, uh, are you sure you're going to name it that? But I kind of like the like mystery of like. I, I love it. Yeah. It's a hilarious story too. It's a real talking piece. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like when people are like, why did you name your special this? And then you're like, it was my mom's name. Like right. that's the end of the conversation. Yeah. People are like, great. That's original. Right. Um, so you are here today and we really appreciate it um, to, because you've been really open about, Ashley and I hate the word journey. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like to, we just, let's just tell everybody that's listening. When we say journey, we're air quoting it. I hate the, I hate people talk about journey, but it is sometimes the appropriate word. Right. Uh, but before we get into all that, because we don't want to interrupt during a more serious story, we are going to take this time to take a quick break to talk about our partners for this episode. So to start, we have a new one today. It's liquid IV. Um, so these are powdered, powdered electrolyte drink mixes. Obviously, they do a lot of things in terms of keeping you hydrated. They're great for travel and jet lag and exercise, and they're a great alternative to sports drinks. Uh, it's an awesome way to basically get two to three bottles of water. Um, a lot of happy to drink two to three bottles of water. But the thing that I love this for is hangovers. <laughs> yeah. Because my hangovers are so, so bad. Yeah. So these are great. They're using cellular transport technology, which I don't know exactly what that is, but basically it's this powder, individually packaged powders you dump into your water that is getting right into your system to hydrate you as much as it would be to gulp two to three bottles of water. So you're getting all the vitamins, all the B vitamins, vitamin C, all the things that you need. Tastes great. Just lemon, lime, passion fruit, all kinds of flavors. And immediately feel the effects. Like I can personally vouch for it. Like the day after my birthday, I was in a dark place hangover wise. I just dumped one of these packets into a pint glass of water, chugged it and immediately felt better. So, but aside from that, obviously if you're working out really hard, especially in the summer, dehydration is the killer. It's you feel sluggish. You feel sick. Sometimes you don't want to do anything. It's because you're dehydrated most of the time. Travel. We've been traveling so much. I get so dehydrated on a plane. Like anything that's dehydrating you, this is the answer. And I've been seeing this everywhere. Like I've been seeing celebrities use the stuff and I'm, I'm just really jazzed about it. It's just, it's also like murder on your skin. It's murder on your hair and your nails. Like anything that I can do to like get something very quickly into my body. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, these are great. We definitely vouch by them and they, they taste good as well. So that's also a huge bonus. Yes, absolutely. And there's also one for nighttime. So this is what I'm really thinking when you get home after a night of drinking or you've had a really hard workout or you're going to get on a red eye or whatever. I'm looking at this right now. Blueberry lemonade. This is the... 
It helps you sleep. So drug-free natural sleep aid, wake up feeling refreshed and hydrated. Also, these are travel-friendly TSA approved. So just throw them in your bag and they have ones obviously for, for daytime and for nighttime. I just wanted to throw that out no, there. No, I'm glad you did. This is so clutch for me because lately when I've been drinking, I wake up in the middle of the night and I can't go back to sleep. So if I can just take oh, one of it. these really easily. The um, amino acids, melatonin. I'm looking at all this right now. I haven't taken the sleepy time one yet tonight. I'm going to need it tonight. Let's do it tonight. Well, you guys know how it went. Okay. Um, we're going to give you guys a discount. As always, don't wait. Start properly hydrating today. Right now, get 25% off at liquidiv.com when you use the code GGE at checkout. That's 25% off at Liquid IV and use GGE at checkout. Go to liquidiv.com, enter promo code GGE and get your savings and start getting better hydration. Yeah. And while we're on the health train and things that you can do for your body, we are talking about ritual. These are the vitamins that Rain and I use, the cute vitamins. The essential for women is two vitamins that you take every day. It's a clean, effective multivitamin that you can trust, obsessively researched, no weird additives or stuff that you're not going to want in your body. It contains nine nutrients that are difficult to get every day, even with a healthy diet. So they research what women are missing in their diets and they made these pills to supplement with that. They are also vegan certified, sugar-free, non-GMO, gluten and allergy-free, and they have a little minty taste. So you're not going to have some weird fishy taste when you pop these vitamins in your mouth. It gives you like a pop of mint, which I love. And they're traceable and transparent. Like we said, you can read the label obsessively and know where they get everything easy, all in one, everything that you want. It's the daily multivitamin that, that we both choose for a good reason. That's only for around a dollar a day. You can get it delivered to your door monthly so you can stay on track with your new healthy habit. So better health doesn't happen overnight. And right now, Ritual is offering our listeners 10% off during your first three months. Fill in the gaps in your diet with Essential for Women, a small step that helps support a healthy foundation for your body. Visit ritual.com slash GGE to start your ritual today. That's 10% off during your first three months at ritual.com slash GGE. Okay, so we're back and we want to talk to Brennan about um, his journey with mental health. I think we have a lot of listeners that really relate to these kind of things and we haven't talked about it a lot on the show. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I love talking about it because um, not always, I don't always love talking about it because it can be hard, but I, it's like it's been incredible the amount of people who have sort of related that I like it's been amazing to me where it's like, oh, everyone's life is kind of touched by this. So I have, um, nobody really knows what I have. Like they're, I, I officially have been diagnosed, uh, as with six mental illnesses. So okay. I've been officially from a doctor diagnosed with major depressive disorder or, and also the like slash medication resistant depression, um, generalized anxiety disorder panic disorder, bipolar type 2, OCD, and borderline personality disorder. So That is a lot. Yeah, I told my mom that, and she was like, oh, I never thought you had borderline personality disorder. But all the other other sounds familiar? You just thought I had five this whole time? (laughs) She's like, that sixth one's a stretch. Yeah. So, uh, like, I just to quickly kind of skip through, like, I... I had my first like real mental breakdown when I was probably like 22 and I was in Alaska and I was uh, living, uh, I was working in a salmon canning factory. Okay. My my brother had like, he had just gra- graduated from Harvard and he was like saving this village. Like he was, he was doing some project to like get them out of bankruptcy. And I, w- and I was like, I'll work in a salmon canning factory. Right. And, ba- and my brother was had gone out of town on some thing, some business, and 
this is an important part of the story. His 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 car had the car they gave him. The village gave him a car, and it had broken down. And you're supposed to. It's very important in Alaska to take your. You have to take your garbage to the dump. They don't pick it up. Okay. And um, I didn't know this, but his car broke down. My brother had been putting the garbage. My brother's not the most like common sense having person he had been putting the garbage under the cabin and so this was the first time in my life I started to basically like I couldn't sleep and I was having um just extreme anxiety attacks okay and I was having sort of like the reason that I've never really no one's been able to like kind of accurately diagnose me is because like I do have somewhat I don't know if it's exactly the right word but I have some psychotic symptoms sometimes which is like it's hard to and that's kind of why they throw me into bipolar type 2 because they can't quite pinpoint it but so I was like having these anxiety attacks and I would like look in the mirror and and see things like moving in my body that was was not real obviously you know and so that's the like this little kind of psychotic element that I have sometimes that um, that makes it hard to diagnose because they're like, you're not a schizophrenic. You're not like mental health is diagnosing is kind of like an art form. You know, it's there's right. there's like mixtures of stuff where they don't there's no real name for it, mm-hmm. you know. But anyway, so I'm that was the first time that happened. I like I was like afraid I was going to cut my body open to like get at this stuff. Uh-huh. I threw all the knives out of the cabin. Oh and finally, I'm like. I got to quit this job. My brother's gone. I got to walk. to. The, we're in this little village in Alaska. And I was like, I got to walk to the, I had all this money from the salmon canning factory. I was like, I got to walk to the airport, fly to Anchorage, fly home to Cleveland. Like, this is cra- I'm going crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm losing my mind. And so I, and I hadn't been outside in like four days. I hadn't been going to work. And uh, I opened the door. And the reason that it's so important you take your garbage to the dump is I opened the door and there were probably 15 bears surrounding uh, the cabin. Oh my God. <laughs> and it was oh like, my God. and it was, I, I knew you were going to say an animal, but I didn't know yeah, bears. There was like 15. Yeah. And they were small. I don't know bears. They weren't, certainly weren't. Gri- I'm like, Oh my God. And you're they, having this anxiety. Attack they weren't bears. They weren't certainly weren't grizzly bears, Holy but they were shit. like, <laughs> But they could be little cubs. It yeah. would still skip 15 was, of them. It was, yeah. And it was crazy. And it was so interesting because it was like, if you're having like a um, thing that's not real uh, happening to yes. you and you're freaking out and then all of a sudden you're faced with something that's very real and you know, it's real, it kind of cures it. Cause all of, a sudden I was oh like, cause all of a sudden I was like, well, I don't know. I don't know about these things moving in my arms, but there's fucking bears yeah, here. So I, can I can't leave. Bears pretty clearly. So I like, just like played video games until my brother <laughs> came home and was like, we got rid of the bears and I flew home. And then I got, medicated and i also around that same time and this is too much for one episode we so we don't have to get into all this but around that same time i got sober i had a drug and alcohol problem from a very young age i got sober and i got on uh the right dose of medication which Mm -hmm. ended up being just kind of a very high dose of uh antidepressant that was it and my life was great for Uh uh, 15, 13 years, you know, no, 
no mental problems, like sometimes a little depression, Mm -hmm. um, but nothing major, nothing like that, like nothing at all. And um, in in 2017, I started to have um, kind of depression leak back in. Okay. Still medicated? Still medicated. Same medication for all those years. Same medication. Okay. And I went to a new psychiatrist and... She immediately was very concerned at the dose I was taking. Of It was Lexapro. Right. And she was very concerned with how high of a dose it was. And it, I, I don't have any resentment towards her or anything like that because, like, she was working off slightly dated information. Okay. Like, there was a time when, very recently, when they thought very high doses of Lexapro are bad for your heart. They've since found out that's not the case at all. Gotcha. But she, it, she was, I, I, she was, it was not like, um, I don't hold it against her at all because like she was, she had my best interest in mind and mm-hmm. she, and I had been healthy for so long that I was totally on board when she was like, I think we should try a medication switch. And I was like, yeah, of course, no problem. Like, and I, cause I had been healthy for so long and correct my i mean i'm certainly actually not doctors don't yeah. be surprised um <laughs> but i mean your body does change over the years and so i mean obviously like the same chemical balance that's going to work at one time in your life won't necessarily work 13 later 13 right years later right. correct yeah yeah absolutely now i i think it still was working pretty well it was just like i was starting to have a some little depression knowing what ended up happening, I would never have gone off it. But I didn't know that at the time. And I'm like, yeah, of course. Like, let's try something else. So I went off the Lexapro, tried something else, and essentially, like, very, very rapidly, like, everything fell apart. Like, everything fell apart, and it became this, um, like, deep depression and, like, horrific, like, um, almost constant... anxiety attack. Are you living in New York at the time? Yeah. I so was living in New York. Not a forgiving place to be no. at the time. And it was like this anxiety attack that just would not subside. Like it wouldn't go away. It was like, I couldn't sleep. Like I, 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 I was, uh, starting to have some of those weird psychotic symptoms. And I was like, I got, I got, I gotta go home. I gotta go. I gotta figure this out. I gotta take a break. I'm gonna go home to Cleveland. I'm gonna go to my parents' house. And um, basically, I, I I would see doctors and get on, did, try different medications. Nothing worked, and in it was just getting worse and worse and worse. And in July of 2017, I hung myself. Oh my god! And I hung myself with a blanket. this thin blanket in my parents' house. I hung myself from a a rafter. And uh, in hindsight, it was like sort of a comedy of airs. Like the blanket just stretched, (laughs) like it stretched out. And so I was like on my toes. So I was just hung, but standing there. (laughs) But I had like tied the knot really good, you Uh know? So I had to be, so I was like standing there for a second. Then I had to be like, 
Mom! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> like, mom, I hung myself, but I tied I the blanket stretch, and she, my mom, this is totally true. What? This is totally true. Are we allowed to laugh? <laughs> yeah, you can laugh. My, this is totally true. My mom <laughs> couldn't hear me, so my mom goes, "I'm on the phone." No, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, so, shut up. So it's like, oh so it's like, God. all right, well, whatever you get. <laughs> I'm hung. <laughs> so. Stop it. <laughs> Uh, She's like, I gotta give your father directions. Yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> I, this is a lot. The bears and now this. Is, <laughs> I appreciate this wave that we're on now. I'm like, it's, it's a lot. It's an emotional roller coaster. Uh-huh. Okay. So that so that happens. So that immediately, my mom. My mom's a nurse, and my mom's like, we're going to the ER. You know. And I'm, yeah. And I'm like, okay. So okay, let me ask you this: Were when you yelled out to your mom, were you like, I don't want to do this anymore? Or were you like, mom, you got to help me with this? Uh, here's, what's, here's what was weird. <laughs> and it t- what turned out, what turned out, yeah, it's like, mom, can you get, can we get some rope around here? What is this? <laughs> you know? Uh, what kind of target blankets are these? Yeah. yeah, yeah mom, mom, the blankets suck. <laughs> yeah. But, but was it like, you realized it wasn't going to, well, like, what was your thought process? This is what, what I found out was that I was most likely having a side effect, which I had a second time to antipsychotic drugs. I was most likely in the midst of having a side effect, a rare but like dangerous side effect called akathisia. Okay. And it's it it's has a high risk of suicidality because it's and it happens sometimes with antipsychotics. It basically you get this feeling where you need you feel tortured inside your own body. You mm-hmm. feel like you have to escape your body, which is very hard to explain. And you can't sleep and you it so I didn't want to die. Like I didn't, I didn't want to die. Yeah. I wanted to live. I wanted the feeling, wanted the feeling to, to be away. over. Like I okay. needed the feeling to be over. Like needed it, Absolutely. you know. And um, uh, so we go. Let me interrupt you really yeah. quickly. Sorry. Yeah, of course. <laughs> this is a very hard, hard episode to like take breaks in. <laughs> no, 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 it's like, no, no, no. I just no. want you to keep telling these stories. Yeah. We're gonna take a quick break, okay, break cool. talk some, to talk about some of our partners for this episode. I'm gonna start and tell you guys about No Bull. So we're saying no B U L L, like no bullshit. I think I'm allowed to say that. Um, and this is a footwear, apparel, and accessory brand for people who train hard and don't believe in excuses. They are on a mission to create products for people who train hard day after day. I'm I'm loving this stuff. Really simple design stuff that performs with whatever you're doing, whether you're a runner, weightlifter, you're kickboxing, you're going to Pilates, whatever, uh, CrossFit, all that kind of stuff. It's perfect for that gear in terms of pants, shirts, sports bras, shorts, whatever you need. And we've talked about them before. I'm loving the just standard crop pant. I'm wearing those to do my spin classes and yoga. I love the sports bras and the shirts as well. But today I want to talk a little bit more about the shoes. The shoes are really cute. You got a pair too. Two pairs. They are so cute. They're very cute, but also functional. I think we just got the basic trainer. So I think it's called the trainer. And, um, all their stuff is really lightweight. These shoes, I mean, you could hold it in your hand. It barely feels like you have anything in your hand. So everything's really lightweight, breathable, flexible protection that moves the way you do. So I'm really loving the shoes. Uh, they're great for all the fitness stuff you can be doing, but also just to be cute day to day. There's tons of options, tons of colors, tons of patterns. There's like a cute denim shoe. These, again, for women and men, 
everything that you guys do on the fitness side and again, just being like cute day to day. Noble is really disrupting the fitness industry. So we highly recommend that you guys check them out and see why. For simple, durable and functional training gear, visit noboleproject.com slash GGE. Training gear for people who work hard and don't believe in excuses, visit noboleproject.com slash GGE and get your gear today. Again, that's N-O-B-U-L-L-P-R-O-J-E-C-T.com slash G-G-E, get these cute shoes, cute training gear, train more effectively and be comfortable while you do it. All right. All right. Uh, we're talking about a partner that I love, that we've talked about a lot, which is HelloFresh. Um, you've heard us talk about it before. These are meal prep kits that they deliver. And this is, a, I, I'm somebody who loves, loves to cook, but I never have food at home and I'm lazy and I don't feel like being creative with stuff. So basically what HelloFresh does is they plan, shop and prep everything. They send you these really super easy to follow six step recipe cards. There are tons of different kinds of things to choose from. So if you want healthy food specifically, if you want vegan, if you want Italian, if you want Asian, I have tried so many of theirs. I always think that it is yeah. creative. I think the portion sizes are huge. It's really, really great. I've made tacos. You've made pastas. Uh, I think it's a really fun thing to do also if you want to do it for a date, you want to do it with friends. And great for one person. You cook one por- like the right portion for two. I'll cook it at night and have the, the next for leftovers the next day. It helps support portion control if you're trying to work on that and lose weight as well. This is what really helped change my body too was like doing these meal kits and like, oh, this is the amount you're supposed to eat. Absolutely. And as, you don't, a, as a woman for dinner. <laughs> yeah. And you don't overbuy stuff. So yeah. like instead of having huge portions of stuff left over, they send you a carrot yeah. portion out. <laughs> you always like use that. the carrot. I, just, I think about <laughs> buying carrots and celery and I'm like, I don't need this giant bag of celery. Just send me one celery straw. Right. And spices. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't have a spice rack. I don't, I don't have space for that. So I think it's really fun. Um, and basically you guys can use our code to get um, some money off, which is awesome. So for $80 off your first month, you can go to hellofresh.com slash GGE80 and use the code GGE80 um, to get $8 off that first month, which is really, really fantastic. And we hope that you guys will check it out and love cooking these meals. Yeah. And cook and tag us as always. And your cute little story. Yes. Okay. We're back and um okay so you you've called your mom for a new blanket yeah right <laughs> i hope the advertisement was for blankets yeah <laughs> we actually do have a sponsor that's a, a comforter but uh not today <laughs> not today yeah <laughs> um yeah so you didn't really want to die no it was this kind of no, side effect I, to this I, thing i just wanted to go i just couldn't feel like that yeah. like i couldn't feel like that and um, why didn't why didn't they just put you back in the Lexpro? I'm a little confused. Well, they eventually did. Okay, it didn't work. And it's very common. Like psychiatric drugs are so odd. Like that's what ha- the author David Foster Wallace. Same thing happened. He went off his drugs, and literally everything they ever tried, including the same drugs that he was on, never worked again. Oh my god! Yeah, that is just it's terrifying. It's so, scary. I mean, would yeah. you recommend that people just don't ever go off of them? If you I feel mean, good, I don't, don't go off. Right. Of if you're good, just yeah. stick with what works. Now, like the hard part is like it's hard to tell people that when like if you're dealing with side effects, like you know, sometimes people deal with like oh they can't have an orgasm, right? Or the they sex can, stuff. Yeah, the most stuff. I feel like that's what I hear. The weight most. gain and sex stuff is like the big, the big thing. Yeah, where like it's like a terrible cycle because like that's what makes you more depressed. Than yeah, exactly. The way you want right. coming, but I think and you know again I'm I don't really know this stuff as well as other people, but um, I feel like a lot of these disorders. Um, have crossover symptoms between tons of them. So it's really tough to diagnose these things to begin with and then know what the action plan is. Yeah. Oh, it's, I mean, it, it's like an, it's a nightmare. Cause I had like 
all but one of like the doctors and the psychiatrists I saw during this sort of year plus ordeal I had were wonderful. They were one like great, but it's just like, it's not like a broken arm. You can't just, Mm -hmm. it's, you kind of have to just like guess and then try it, you know? And so, uh, well, so during the break you were asking me about like growing up and, 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 and if there was anything that might indicate the, this, these sort of problems later on. And I was, I I did have mental issues growing up, but not ones that particularly affected my life. Like I always had strange anxiety issues. Like I, um, went through a phase where I was like really afraid all the time that I was going to pee my pants, even though I never had peed my pants. And this was like from like fifth grade to like ninth grade. Like even, I never peed my pants, but I was like, for some reason, something got in my head and I was like obsessed with that. Right. And you're like, so this I, is what kids do and get made fun of. For. Yeah. I so I had that. like odd, like I had odd, like little tit like mental ticks. Like I was the, I played soccer and, uh, I was also the kicker on the football team. And I, I, I was a really good kicker and I, 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 I could kick field goals from really far away. And, uh, during a big game once, I missed an extra point, which is the short one, you know, and uh, I missed an extra point and we lost and it got in my head and I never, I never made another one. Oh my God. Ever, like ever. I missed every single one the same. So I always had like little stuff, but never, and never like to the point where it was like life affecting. Did you drink and start doing drugs pretty young? Yeah, very young. I mean, for me, I don't really do drugs. I've had like terrible experiences with edibles, but yeah. um and nothing else. I mean, whatever. I've done coke a few times, whatever. But alcohol affects my mental state. Like I get really low. Like not, you know, I'm not going to use the word depression, but like Raina knows, like I will go in like a deep, dark place. And so I've obviously cut back over the years, but I mean, I think it does a lot of damage. Yeah. And I think, I think from a very young age, I think I was self-medicating with, For with sure. drugs and alcohol yeah. and which is a, a, a medication that doesn't yeah. work. It but works the anxiety that comes after the and the hangover exactly, and then yeah. it turns my, my anxiety turns into anger and right. that's when I snap at people when I'm, right. you know, it's just like a bad cycle. Yeah. Well, the thing I wanted to ask you and, and like, like in line with what you guys are saying is um, I think you say, you know, I started going through this at 22 and I'm curious, you know, I think people are in high school and in college and they're like, you know, am I, am I seriously depressed? Is this a problem? Am I self-medicating or is this just being alive? Am I just, you know, anxious about normal things? And is this just like a common thing? And when do you have to make the decision that like, oh my God, this is a real problem and I should get help. And that's a loaded question. But um, I think it's good to talk about like what happened in high school and like how that transitioned into different problems a little later. Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting, I think it's an interesting question because like in high school, all that, that, those stuff, like I didn't really need help. It was just a thing that bummed me out, you know, like, it bummed me out or like I would get nervous, I'm really nervous about stuff. Like the first time I was with a woman, a girl, mm-hmm. I'd be really nervous that I wouldn't get it up. Uh-huh. Like, like, like I just like once I would get it up once I'd be like, great. She knows like I'm functioning. Yeah. No, no nerves. But like I would have that. I would be so in my head that first time of like, oh, my God, what if I can't get it up? And then she'll think I can't, I'm a guy who can't get it up. You know, like yeah. I would just I'm just it would, I think that probably comes with like the OCD uh, diagnosis. Maybe I don't know. But like so there's stuff like that. But to answer your question, I think I think people 
know when they need help. You know, like if you're functioning and you're sad sometimes, but like your life is good, like, you know, I I think people generally try th- th- therapy, yeah, you know, and then and then through consulting a therapist can see like, oh, maybe I need, need to be on medication, you know, maybe not. But I, I think like when something becomes like, a serious mental breakdown, like, you know, there, that is where there's no gray area where like, I knew like, Oh, I'm, and it was disturbing to me. Cause I wasn't, I was sane enough to know I was crazy. You know, like if you really have lost it, you're just in your own world. But I was like still with it enough to know like, fuck, I'm fucking crazy. Like, this is crazy. Like I don't, I'm, I'm pacing. Like I'm, I have lost it, you know? And so, right. So I hung myself, you, I went to the ER, I went into the psych ward, psych ward is no good, uh, I shouldn't say that, I shouldn't, I don't like to say that because I think it's an important place for people to, they'll keep you safe in the psych ward, mm-hmm. you will not hurt yourself, but it can be hard in there, um, got out, things were still bad, went to another psych ward, eventually I was in a private mental hospital for almost three months okay and it was good for me it didn't really help me it was good because it was like where i need to be i couldn't my i couldn't just put my burdens on my parents mm-hmm. like i couldn't have them worried about keeping me alive right. and it was like so i was safe there and there was like you know therapy and good things and they were experimenting with medications and and they don't tell you this, this, this. These psych meds have so many side effects, you know, and they don't tell you them. Generally, they don't. Doctors don't like to tell you side effects, even if they're not psychiatric medications, because people tend to, if you tell them the side effects, they'll sort of they'll, the placebo effect. They'll they'll think they have think them. they have yeah. them. But especially to mental patients, they don't want to tell the right. side effects. Okay. But so one time in the mental hospital. I had my own room and I jerked off and nothing came out. Just like a, I came and it was just like a full on air come. What? Yeah. Nothing, nothing like a blank. And I was like, well, I'm dying. Like I'm, this is it. I'm finished. And I, the next morning I told the doctor, I go, ah, I masturbated yesterday and nothing came out. And he was like, "Oh yeah, that that that's one of the main ones with that new." <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. I think they'd mention. That I go, too. "You got to lead with that." Yeah. He was like, yeah. "He's like, that's a side effect." I was like, "No, that's the effect. The effect that like whatever the brain stuff is the side effect. Like if it erases your <laughs> semen, that's the main effect." Wait, I don't know if I would hate that. <laughs> I would. <laughs> no, for as a, woman. Yeah, as a woman. What if a guy couldn't come? Yeah, I'm just like, oh, nice, no cleanup. Oh, that's my that's my nightmare. People Marina loves cum. I love cum. Yeah. You love cum. I just like I love cum talk. I like I love somebody talking about how much cum they're gonna put in me. Yeah. Um, I can't get enough of it. Like if I don't get that during sex, I'm real sad. But I think yeah. I'd be fine if a guy had a real orgasm and then no cleanup. That seems great. Yeah, but, but it's a problem. I mean, it's problematic <laughs> if he thinks he's dying. I yeah, it. well, <laughs> it also like I think the cum coming out is part of the good feeling. So it wasn't okay. it didn't it wasn't feel as good. Orgasm. Yeah, okay. it was like you come, but it was like an it was not good. Okay, I see. I hear you. So, yeah. I mean, what is, you know, I know there's there was a kind of a whole year of this 
worst time of your life, yeah. right? I yeah. mean, how did you kind of come out on the other side? Like, what was... So, okay, so eventually I had... Uh, uh, I mean, everything. I've tried, I tried everything. Uh-huh. Like, eventually I come out of the mental hospital. Eventually they were like, okay, you've done everything. Like, you're still where you are. It's been on the table for a long time. I think you need to try uh, electroconvulsive therapy, which is shock therapy, you know, and which is scary. Like, uh, you know, what is it actually? Can you explain? I think that there's like a lot of like funny jokes and stereotypes about it. What does it actually do? Well, it's funny because whenever I I like tell people that they're like, oh, I I didn't think they still did that. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I hope they do. Like, otherwise, I was I got pranked real bad. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh-huh. But. <laughs> when I, I was telling you earlier, before we start recording, that the, the, my only thing I've seen was in Homeland with, yeah. with Claire Danes. And it just seemed real. <laughs> yeah. Well, on, on here, that show. this is the thing. Like, uh, the crazy thing about it is that it's much more effective than antidepressants. Okay. Every study they've ever done. It's a more effective treatment for depression. It's just intense. And it almost got done away with because uh, um, one flew over the cuckoo's nest, like gave people such a fucked up image of it. Uh-huh. Jack Jack Nich- uh, Nicholson was like yeah. biting down on a strap and uh-huh. like getting fucking shocked. But yeah. then... Kitty Dukakis, Michael Dukakis's wife, wrote this memoir about how it saved her life, and that sort of like brought it back. But okay. The the theory behind it, this is what's crazy, is like, uh, I asked a doc because I don't ask a lot of questions, like, but you're just like, give it a try. Yeah, but like with this, I was like, I should probably. <laughs> I should probably dig around a little bit. <laughs> and did you feel like you had other people to help ask questions also? Like, did you involve your family? In these yeah. Kind of well, my mom is like, like a- my, my mom is a nurse who okay. eventually like she went back to school and she was still a nurse, but she dealt she, her job was to help kind of liaise with patients and patients, families and doctors. So my mom is like very good at like kind of navigating like asking doctors questions okay. and stuff, but it still like came down to me. Like I'm a grown up, you right. know, so I yeah, had yeah. to like decide. And I asked the doctor, I was like, "How does this work?" And he was like, "Oh, no one knows, man." And uh, oh <laughs> he, he literally said, "Man," and I was like, oh "I kind of appreciate it." I, I was think like, I would appreciate that too. I was like, "At least he's being honest." Yeah. Like what what happened was this French doctor in like the 30s or 40s treated epileptics people who had seizures Mm -hmm. and he noticed that when someone had a major seizure they were like especially depressed people if they had a major seizure they were oftentimes they would oftentimes experience elevated moods for years afterwards wow and so the whole point of ect it's nothing to do with like electrocuting your brain into reorganizing it's the whole point is to give you a seizure and that's the easiest way to give you a seizure is to electrocute your brain okay are you awake for it no they would put you under and they start with one with the electrode on one side of your head and i did you do it monday wednesday friday i did five of those it wasn't working i still felt horrible and so they're like okay we're gonna move to two side to um, bilateral, which is a the two a days electric yeah two a days oh <laughs> <laughs> spring training. You're gonna move to two a days. Yeah. Oh my god! Um, so they put it on both sides of your brain, and the guy and they're like, "Here's the thing: 
you're going to lose some memory. Okay. <laughs> He's like, like, I don't know, though, man. We're yeah, not yeah, sure. Yeah. You might, dude. I don't know, bro. Yeah. Hey, bro um, listen, bro. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what you think about memories, but <laughs> I don't know how attached you are to, like, things that happen to you. But Like, you should just add you're pretty chill about it. Yeah. They're not going to be there anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so short term, long term, whatever. He didn't know, dude. They don't know. <laughs> they it's fucking. I was like, uh, and like the weird thing is, and I I I tweeted about this a, a few weeks ago because it's weird because I don't know what memories I lost because it's not like every day you just go through all your totally. memories. Yeah. So I was on the road and I was like, <laughs> I, I was on the road by myself and I was like, I'll go see John Wick 3. And I like sat down and as soon as John Wick 3 started, I was like, oh, that's one they took, John Wick 2. <laughs> I forgot John Wick 2. <laughs> they took John Wick 2 like they took John Wick's dog. <laughs> So there's just weird oh shit God. I don't remember. And, right. like, I'll meet people, and I just don't know if I know them or not, uh-huh. you know? Like, so it's a pretty That's good, like, excuse, took. you know? But um, that didn't work, really. None of that None of that worked. None of that worked. And finally, I don't know, we just kept screwing around with medicines. And, and are you back in New York now, or were you in Cleveland during this time? I'm in Cleveland time? this whole time. Okay, I was gotcha. out of New York, and I, I kept paying rent in my apartment because in my mind I was like you'll get better and come go back, back. Yeah. I can't the second I stop for sure. I, I've quit you yeah. know and so like and during this time there was a couple false starts where I came back and it didn't work mm-hmm. you know where I was like feeling kind of better and mm-hmm. came back and it just didn't work and I would, would go home but uh finally either I hit the right medicine or like it back before psychiatric medic medications when they threw people in asylums, like other than schizophrenics, who they don't really get better. Like that's a okay. progressive disease. Like mm-hmm. you can treat it, but people with mood disorders, like when they before medicine, they throw you in an asylum. Like a lot of times, they would just get better in like a year and a half. Like okay. and they don't. No one knows why. So that might have happened to me. Mm-hmm. Maybe I got. The, on the right medicine, I don't really know. I'm just like so grateful that I have my life back, have mm-hmm. stand up back, have uh, just like, and the suicide thing is really important to me because like I, I just want people who are in that place like to know that it could take a really long time, but like it can get better mm-hmm. and it might not get perfect. Like my life, I, I deal with mental illness. Like I'm, I have depression and I have anxiety problems mm-hmm. like today, like, right. you know, right now, Yeah, but it will get better. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you don't have to do that. And there's so many, so many methods of like avoiding it that just, it's just a huge thing to me. Cause like the, but for like a shitty blanket, I'd be dead. Mm-hmm. And now my life is like great. Yeah. Like I have, I love my life, you know? And it's like, it's, it's, it, I, when I think about it, it's it like scares me where I'm like, I could have been fucking dead mm-hmm. because of a momentary, like feeling a horrible feeling. And yeah. I just want people like, cause I know so many people go through those feelings and I, I, I don't blame them for feeling like that's the only option, but it's not like, it's not, you know, you, 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 you get better. 
Yeah. I think that you brought up hope. And I think that that's probably the thing that so many people lose is that they're just like, I've been on this journey and it's never going to end and I'm never going to feel better. So like throughout all this, was there something that gave you hope and like someone that gave you hope? How did you, how did you go through all this? I mean, no, I mean, I lost hope. I, I lost hope, you know? And like, I went through it because like there was nothing else to do. It was like, I tried to kill myself and then I was like, well, I, I'm not doing that again. Like, I'm not, do, but I really had lost hope. And like, the fight in my mind was like, I want, I want my life back. Mm-hmm. I want to have kids someday. Right. I want, I don't even, I don't care if I do stand up again. Like, I want to be able to work. I want to be able to have a family. Like, I want my life back, you know? But, but I didn't have, there were, for m- most of the time, I, didn't think that was going to happen. Like, I really felt like this is, this is not going to happen. So I think that's an important takeaway for people who have lost hope. It's like, just keep walking forward, you know, just keep like day by day, just keep going through it because you can get hope back. Like it's not, it's not gone. I've dated two guys that have tried to commit suicide. Yeah. And like when we dated, they were fine, you know, quote unquote, but not even really serious mental illness. I mean, it was just a a really hard time. Obviously there's stuff going on there. One of the guys was heavy into drugs, but I think they're great. You know, they're like living their life. So I, I always think about that, but also I just have to know what do you, what are you on? What are you on now? Like, what is the, the so I'm on, I'm on lithium, uh, which is always funny. Cause it's like, uh, it's just metal, you know? Uh-huh. So it's like, it's very funny to me that they're like, I don't know, man, we've tried everything. You want to just eat some metal <laughs> a few times a day? See if that yeah. does anything for you. So I, I'm on lithium and a antidepressant called Trentilix okay. and I'm on, um, Clonopin, which okay. was, which is hard for me as a recovering alcoholic because that you know benzos are very abusable, yeah. and yeah. so I avoided that for a long time. And finally, a doctor just told me, like, "Look, you need these. Like, you're, if you take, you're taking them as prescribed. It's not, you're not you're not abusing them. Like, okay. you are a person who needs these. Okay. So, um, yeah, that's what I'm on. And then, I mean, so obviously, this is a a dating podcast. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. we've like appreciated love, love is like you sharing this whole story, but we, I, I mean, I'm really curious about your whole life dating, you know, you're in a relationship now. We want to talk about that, but I mean, did you, when, what's your history with dating? I mean, do you, well, uh, did it make like, it difficult? And, yeah. I mean, I, I think I, I was pretty healthy for so, for long, so long, right? Yeah. That it was kind of like normal relationship yeah. shit, except that I think like I still had moods. I always had mood swings mm-hmm. and I wasn't a good communicator about okay. it. I was, you know, I would, I would not explain what was happening. And I'll get into that. I had a weird, I did have a weird thing in the mental hospital where this like this beautiful woman, she would like, you, you like play board games and like, do adult coloring, but like mm-hmm. you're like a little kid in the mental hospital. Okay. There's nothing to do. <laughs> Sounds great. Yeah, it's kind of great. Yeah, maybe we should all go. It's pretty good. They give I you love cake. The color. They give you cake at cake? every, at every, every day? meal, every meal, even breakfast. I there's love cake because I think they're just. Like, I mean, they're these like, people are fucked. Just give yes, them cake. absolutely. Just, if they want cake for breakfast, give them cake. You're, for no everything. one's serving broccoli in the mental yeah. institution. Yeah, yeah, Fuck that. Yeah, right. Yeah. Life is short. Well, yeah, especially for us. 
But this like beautiful woman, she would like rub my leg like under the table while we were playing. She was a nurse? No. She, she, was, in, she, she was, was in there cr- as Yeah, well? she okay. was crazy. I wish she was a nurse. You automatically fall in love with all the nurses. Okay. It's like a known thing because they're like, like they take care, care of you. Of you yeah. and they're like young and hot. Yeah, that's why everyone wants to fuck their therapist. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. yeah, exactly. Uh, um, I know a guy who did, by the way, which is... Fucked his therapist? Uh, yeah, I think it's illegal, but... Uh, uh, it's definitely it's totally illegal, illegal. <laughs> and yeah. I'm super yeah. turned on by it. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. good for him. Yeah, uh, but so this woman <laughs> broke was like... Through. She was like rubbing my leg every time we would play board games, and then she would like... It would just be me and her watching TV, and she would like describe, like get into describing her fake tits and like tell me about her nipples and stuff like coming on to me like in the way like a crazy person would come on to you you <laughs> <Okay>. know like <laughs> and which made which, which makes sense yeah, yeah. She's and, in there. and so i and so there's no like setup in a mental hospital you know what i mean like i, I can't like take her out first you right. know so i was like i just like went down to her end of the hall her one day room. when there were no when there were no <laughs> nurses around that area and i was like do you want to make out? Because, like, you can't, there's not, like, I didn't know how to set it up, you know? Like, right. it's not like, dinner, it's, yeah. not, it's not like normal end of date. Now we hook up. Yeah, it's totally. like, uh, we're just here all day. Like, and she was, was just like, I am a Christian. I can't believe you would ask that. This is crazy. And I was like, oh, what? I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And then I was telling this guy who's like, this old guy who's pretty much like catatonic. He like, Barely said anything. Uh-huh. And I go, dude, it was so weird. She was rubbing my leg and kept talking about her fake boobs. Like, <laughs> and then she got so mad. I asked if we could make out. She said she was a Christian. It's just, it's so weird. And this guy who like never talks goes, well, they don't put you in here for making sense. <laughs> <laughs> God. You're like, you know what? You're right. Yeah, it's like that. That, that makes absolute sense. Um, yeah, that, exactly. Her reaction was appropriate. Yeah. He doesn't say much, but what he does. Yeah, yeah. What he does. That is know. funny. But like what? So in my relationship now, like what I'm really focusing on. Uh, so I've been in a relationship for almost a year. And what I'm really focusing on is like really working hard because it's hard for me. It's hard for me learning how to be like, I am very angry right now. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. It's not your fault. Um, And I need to be alone for a while. Right. You know, because like in the past that would happen and I would take it out on somebody, Yeah, you know, and I would like, or, or I would just, or I would just shut it down and be like, I'm not telling you, I, I need to be alone. Leave me alone. You know? And now I'm, now I'm getting better. Like, look, I have mental issues. I don't know what happened. Today is a dark day. I'm feeling angry and sad. You didn't do anything wrong. Mm -hmm. I love you. I'm going to, eat pizza and watch right. forensic files. Uh, I mean, that's great. I, I dated somebody that I just felt like I was their punching bag where it was just like their anger was just like, it wasn't, I didn't do anything wrong, you know, but it was yeah. whatever they were going through. And that would have been really helpful. <laughs> to yeah. Like, well, and- I'm really mad. <laughs> How so. open and honest are you? And were you leading up to this? I think that this is probably what a lot of people want to know that have mental health issues is how open should I be? When should I be open? What do I owe another person? Like, so how much of that have you shared? Well, I think, and it's hard for me to know because I, 
uh, you know, I had so many years where I was medicated properly and healthy. So like during that time, there wasn't really much to share other than I take antidepressants. Sometimes I get a little down, you know, Okay. like there wasn't that much to share. But I think I think it's a private issue. So I think like it's something that needs to come up when you get into a relationship with someone. I don't think you in, in my opinion, you have no responsibility to share that with someone who you're just sort of casually, casually dating, dating. Yeah, you know, like, like once you're committed and you're, yeah, yeah, I think once you're, once you're in a situation where you're going to affect that person's life and your behavior may affect their life, then I think it's, 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 it's pretty important to share as opposed to like being sober when I was kind of out dating and using the apps and shit, I would always share that right away because I thought, because that's way, because otherwise it's just awkward. Like, because, and that can be a deal breaker for some people. Absolutely. And it was way, yeah. l- way easier for me to just be like, hey, just, just so you know, before we go out and it's totally cool if you're not okay with this, I don't drink anymore. Like, I'm not, I don't care if you do. But I just wanted to let you know. Like that, I would always Absolutely. do that right now away. Now it's on some of the apps. Hinge, for example, it's one of the things on the app that you say. Yeah. Like it's already there so that you yeah. don't even have to do those things. Right. Which I, appreci- which I yeah. appreciate. Like, yeah, absolutely. Because Ashley and I talked a lot. We did an episode about a year ago about like different partying styles. And like, could you drink somebody that drank way more than you or way less than you or not at all? And I, I don't know if I could date somebody that was completely sober. I don't know that they would enjoy my lifestyle, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a weird, and it's a weird, I, I'm, I'm kind of similar, like, I can, I know exactly what I, I can do, I can date someone who drinks, I wouldn't want someone who gets drunk every night. Absolutely, and I, I can, don't want someone that gets drunk every night. And I can date someone <laughs> who smokes weed, I don't mind that, I cannot be around hard drugs, like, I can't, uh-huh. and that's the only thing, like, I'm kind of over everything, it's been so many years, but like... So if I see someone going in the bathroom and I have a feeling they're going to do cocaine, I'll start to like get sweaty. It's a and like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, I'm just I'm intrigued by the way you're you're able to communicate with your girlfriend now. I mean, because I think this is probably what people want to know. Listening, like, oh, I'm I'm this person with mental illness, or I'm dating somebody with that. Yeah. So I mean, when you're in that kind of darker place, you feel like she can do anything, or you really just need your space. Well, I and she's talked like, do you about this. Lean and, on her a lot, and also I should make it very clear: like, I am not. I'm working on this. I'm not mm-hmm. great at it. Yeah. Like I'm do. I'm batting like. 500. Yeah, we're all working on you know, ourselves. Like, <laughs> we're all working like, on shit. Like, like it, I, I do okay, but the, I think the hard part is there's very little she can do. Mm-hmm. And for me, for my, in my, like, the way I am, and I don't think this is the same, I think it depends on, like, what is wrong with you. For me, I want to be alone because otherwise I'm going to be mean to her. Mm-hmm. You know? and mm-hmm. And, like, and and that the only time that would change is if I felt um, suicidal, okay. and that and in that case I want to be near someone. You know, I have a like I have plans for that where yeah. it's like I text my therapist, I call my mom, and I'm go, you know call friends. Like, mm-hmm. um, but but yeah, for me, I I do need to be alone and she's very independent so it's good right. so it works out well she's not someone who's going to be like i can't spend every night with you this i can't this is ridiculous you mm-hmm. know like i'm working on it. yeah well and i think i feel like probably what we get a lot of just speaking because our most of our uh, listeners are, are women is like 
when is the point of like, can I do this anymore? I, th- I think it's a matter of, I guess, if the person is working on it. Because I think a lot of women get caught up in situations where they're, they're like, I can't help this guy anymore. You know, yeah. like he's down all the time. He's yeah. treating me badly. And like, I don't know if this is, I love this person, but is this like worth it? And I guess it's a matter of, are you seeing progress? Yeah, and it's also actually like. somebody that's doing the work. And it's also like. It is not your fucking responsibility. You know, <laughs> exactly. like that's yeah. a huge thing. Like, like I, I, my health is my responsibility. You know, like my girlfriend, like she does not. I never want to be in a situation where she's feels a burden of taking mm-hmm. care of. Like that's unacceptable to mm-hmm. me. You know what I mean? Like that's not. And no, none of your listeners. Should, I mean, there's a difference between helping and being, you know, helping and being supportive and then being a caretaker and a punching bag a caretaker and a punching bag yeah, and yeah. and and just used you know and yeah. don't let yourself be like if you if you break up with someone and their mental health gets worse that's not your fault right that's their fault for not for right. not taking care of themselves and doing what yeah. they need to do so don't ever feel that that codependent kind of uh, bullshit cuz uh I I I think to some degree I've put people through that in the past, you know, to some degree, not horribly, but um, yeah, it's it's not good. Well, yeah. I'm glad that you said that. We talk a lot about you know how you should deal with these things and not being a mind reader, and you know if somebody isn't sharing these things with you, or they haven't chosen to communicate with you. This is where I'm at. This is what I need. It's not your fault if you don't know how to give it to them. Um, yeah. And I dated somebody for a long time that. I didn't think had mental health issues, but he grew up with a mother who was bipolar and a father who was a closeted gay man. And there's no way you get out of that and you're okay. But I didn't know that, you know, and I didn't know like what he needed and how he needed help. And there's nothing wrong with me for like not being a mind reader. And it sounds like you've like started to really learn the language of like, this is what I need and this is what's going on with me, which is all I could have ever wanted. I know. It's just, God, yeah. You think about, we think about people that, that we've dated. I'm just like, Oh, that would have been a dream for this guy to be like, Hey, I'm, Something's going on. It's not your fault. I need some space. Like, thank, thank you. (laughs) It's such a, it's such a, it's such a like stupid, simple realization to be like, oh, I just, if you just tell someone (laughs) what's happening, (laughs) they're fine. (laughs) Like, all you have to do is say, like, you don't have to do anything. Yeah. uh, But then maybe a lot of times, a, you know, we have. Men more likely than women can't express themselves as well. They aren't always totally equipped with like the language and the ability to understand what they're going through. And then there's a little more ego involved too, I think. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Of like not being able to say those words. So that's literally (laughs) step one. Right. Most important thing. Well, that's why I asked you like, what is the difference between like just normal mental health issues, just being alive and, and then actually needing help. Right. Because some people are like, I'm just pissed all the time. And like, I don't know why. And like, there might be small tweaks as opposed right. to like, you actually need to address things with a real therapist. Yeah. And I don't know sometimes if men know how to communicate to you what they need. Cause they don't know what they need. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I don't oftentimes know what I need, not non-mental health, right? right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just like in terms of a relationship, mm-hmm. like I think as a, I think men generally can be less in tune to that. Like I, I don't know what I want sometimes. Yeah. This is, I should tell you this because of your interest in cum. Um, <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. I've. I just remember this. My my one of my best friends in the psych ward, the first psych ward I was in, he uh, had schizophrenia, 
And every morning at breakfast, he would stand up and he would he would yell to the whole place. He would yell, "They've put too much semen in my oatmeal." Oh my god! <laughs> and uh, every morning without fail. Every morning. And my favorite part was that he said too much. <laughs> I accuse somebody get this guy the right amount of cum. It is he's trying to eat breakfast. He said a dollop. Oh my god! I can't ever eat oatmeal again. Oatmeal is canceled every morning. Unless there's just the right amount of cum. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Do you have any more crazy stories? We have like, I have a lot. Before we t- like get into our game, should we just do that for the game? That's really funny, like, actually. The, the people in the psych ward. I, Do you keep in touch with any of the? <laughs> I I keep in touch with a few people from the mental hospital. I uh, let me think. I tried to, I tried to escape from the psych ward, and I was so drugged up. I was so drugged up. It was like the first time I was in there, and I I get claustrophobic, and uh-huh. I'd never been locked. I'd been, I spent a night in jail once when I was younger, but I'd never been really. Same. <laughs> I'd never really been locked up. You know, in the the psych ward, you're locked up, and so. I was so fucking drugged up, and I, I, I couldn't tie the robe in the back, uh-huh. the hospital gown. Yeah. So I just tied it in the front, you know? And so there was this big commotion, because this guy Henry would throw up all the time. And so Henry was in the corner throwing up again, and so everyone was, like, going to watch him, because that's what they did in the yeah. psych ward. <laughs> it was, and uh, so I'm like, this is my chance. And so I go through these double doors, and they were open. And I was like, fuck, this is crazy. Like, I'm going to get out of here. And oh I go God. through these other double doors, and they're oh open. And I'm like, is this place just not locked? <laughs> oh, like, my God. And I turn this corner... And there's there's a a locked door and a security guard woman behind glass, right? And uh, I was too drugged up. I didn't realize this until after my robe had come fully undone. So I'm just there, dick out, just and I'm like, you've escaped. And I hadn't thought this far into the escape plan. So I just walk up to the to the security guard, dick out, and go. Oh, they didn't tell you I was supposed to get out today. Oh, oh my God. And she, and she was like, if you go back in there right now, I won't tell I anyone won't tell about anybody. this. And I was like, okay, have a good day. I like the confidence. <laughs> oh, yeah. nobody told you. <laughs> it's so like crazy. that's how psych wards work. The yeah. patients you get to get to go check themselves out yeah. while their dicks out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you guys didn't know. Today is my release yeah. day. <laughs> well, they sent me out with my robe on. Yeah. No, clo- yeah, no, no clothes. No street clothes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This is so funny. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. I just I think we covered like a lot of ground and I'm like excited about the different things we talked about because I think the people really want like a takeaway for like how to talk to their partner when they have mental health issues or when the partner has mental health issues and yeah. like also when to decide that they actually need help versus not. Yeah, and that I think that one's the hardest one. And I think that one, that question is the hardest question because and I think I think I think the answer to that question is really like you will know when you when you when you know you know. Yeah, uh, I think you, you you will know. Do you have people come to you like? And uh, so I mean, I'm I, sure you're like I the, have the guru. So of this. many people just um, 
that uh, you know on Instagram like fans okay. that will come to me with stuff and I'm always 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 like look like I'm so there for you we can talk yeah. you know but, but I'm not a doctor yeah I've got it and you gotta yeah. see a doctor you know like because yeah. it's like I'm not gonna fuck around and like no. tell you I can save your life right. like you know I, I'll talk to you we can message you know and like mm-hmm. that's great and I feel really good about that makes me feel really good when a fan reaches out and like mm-hmm. oh I related to that and mm-hmm. I'm like yeah I'm so glad you're doing well but it's like also I'm not a doctor like you gotta for sure you know do you um I mean I, I hate to say I haven't listened to your album yet I'm gonna probably do it tonight uh is this do you do a lot of these are these a lot of is, is there no a lot of material? I'm uh some of these stories are, I mean they're really they're dark but they're so funny. yeah what it, what's happening is so that album the album is almost entirely like it was almost entirely like contract signed, ready to go before I went crazy. Oh, okay. Pretty so it's much. Pre- so it's more like pre- all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. And now I'm working on a one man show. Okay. Like about about the about the mental health stuff. Yeah. Kind of trying to figure that out. So there's nothing on the album okay. um, about, about So we're getting you that you guys are getting a sneak preview of the, yeah. <laughs> your next round yeah. of material. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it sounds like I mean, this maybe this is like too personal to ask like it sounds like you're close with your mom? Yeah, super my I this is the thing that bothers me very much is that had I not had a supportive family mm-hmm. um I don't think I would have made it through this. And so I really worry about kind of our healthcare system and people who don't have supportive family. Like I, I could go uh, home. That's why my question was like, this is going to sound like a stupid question, but that like people have like are born with mental illness or they develop it through trauma. So I, I guess, right? right. I mean, so it sounds like right. you didn't really have a lot of trauma uh, as a child. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, me and my dad had a lot of issues uh-huh. and like, that's something that when I was in therapy, they really, and I mean, I'm still in therapy, but when I was like in the mental hospitals, when I was in like intensive, like everyday therapy, like they really would, we would talk about that a lot, but the, I feel and I believe pretty strongly like what happened to me is like a physical illness. Yes, like, like for sure. You know, like I You're don't wired think, differently, yeah, right? Yeah. That's what I, I don't think I think yeah, of course some of my some of my personality defects and like behavioral issues, that has to do with my upbringing. But in terms of like fucking losing my mind, mm-hmm. like I think that is just yeah. pure Yeah. Born with and it. And people like I don't know, I think there's so much wrong information and just like lack of compassion and understanding and empathy around mental illness and especially suicide. And like when people are like, it's so selfish to commit suicide. I'm like, don't, how do, how do you not realize that these people feel like the world is better off without them? Like, isn't that the main thing? Like if, if you feel, I mean, you, you said you had a little bit different experience, but I mean, people that are wanting to take their own lives feel like nothing makes me angrier than like (laughs) the selfish thing or the that's or the coward's way out 
to that, get to that point, I, how can someone not understand what must be going on? I mean, whatever. I, like somebody who's never, I think, dealt with real mental issues and understands them. And like, I, I remember when, when Anthony Bourdain killed himself and he yeah. was, you know, such a hero of mine. It was such a terrible day for me and yeah. so many people in the world. Um, I did a post on Instagram about it and so many people commented like about how selfish he was. Oh, God, and, it makes me crazy. Uh, <laughs> I just, you know, I think that they just really don't understand that like, yeah, you're in so much pain. You're not thinking about other people it's, and you're not capable of it. And not only that, it's like, do you know how brave it was for that person to be in that much pain and give of themselves for that many years right. to fight right. to not do that yeah. for right. as long as they did? Like mm-hmm. the, the, uh, 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 a man who I knew in the mental hospital for two months killed himself in the mental hospital. And he was the bravest man I ever knew. I yeah. mean, he was in, no one could diagnose him. The form his depression took was... And this is why mental illness is so strange. The form his depression took was that it literally felt like his skin was on fire. Oh, and I saw him. I knew he wasn't faking. And he had been dealing with this for fucking 25 years. Right. And it's like, you're telling me that guy is a coward oh, who just I was can't. on fire for 25 years? Yeah. And, you know, like, like couldn't couldn't take it anymore. Like, right. just couldn't take it. Like, right. And, yes, I wish he didn't do it. And I, I think there were other options. But he's not a coward and he's not selfish, right. you know? Like, that, um, and the same with addiction. Like, I just, people, people are so, I don't know. I don't know what the word is. Like, think that everybody operates like them, I guess. I, yeah. I don't know. And this is, like, getting kind of dark and heavy. But we've never talked about suicide on this podcast. Yeah. And, you know, that's one of the things I think that, how can you not understand for someone to get to this point what must have been going on for them? How can you actually not think of that? Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> no, I'm glad that we talked about it. And I, I'm glad that you want to talk about it more. That's okay. I bumped the shelf. I, I, like, <laughs> I said it like it's my house. It's okay. Go ahead. Just break that. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, I like, Family heirloom. I like that you want to talk about it more in your standup because I think the comedy community, I think people don't really understand that the comedy community is a place where like depression and mental illness runs rampant. Oh, gosh. And yeah. so many comedians that we know that we're friends with are sober, um, have had a lot of trauma. There's a great documentary on CNN about um, comedy and the history of comedy in one of the episodes in the series is about this specifically and Robin Williams and people who have committed suicide. And um, I think it's an important place for people to go because you can actually learn something about mental illness, but you can laugh about it. Yeah. And I think it's so great to listen to people bring light to these things. Neil Brennan, who is the co-creator of mm-hmm. The Chappelle Show, also does this special called Three Mics. Have you seen it? Yeah. Where he talks a lot about... Um, Bond to kill himself and his depression and anxiety. And I think the comedy community is a really important place to talk about these things because you can actually bring light to it. Yeah. It's, I mean, Gary Goldman is another fantastic mm-hmm. comedian who deals with very serious depression. I mean, there's, you know, there's just, I, I don't know. I think there's two things happen. I think like, uh, I mean, just in the history of of creative people that tend to be depressed, I think there's something about being so observant of the whole world to be able to be creative that you like see the bad in it and you get sad, you know, you good point, but, but it's also more prevalent in other places as well. I think comedians are just a little more open to being able to tell people, you know, like if you're a bank manager and you say like, I'm suicidal. Like they're going to start fucking watching you and you're not going to get a promotion, you know, like how many, the whole, I mean, our whole career is built on like telling everybody everything about our lives. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Right. So it's like, we're a little freer to, for sure. But I do think, I do think there is more, but I also think that's a good point. There's, 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 there's a double, you know, there's also the, 
fact that we're able to share it more. For sure. Well, I'm glad that you do. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Well, I hope we did some of this topic justice. And thank you. So you really are the first person that's ever been on the show and been so open and honest about this stuff. Um, we've had people that have been so wonderful to talk about their mental health history. But um, this is really, really great. I hope people took a lot from it. Yeah, I hope it wasn't too serious. What? I'm no. sorry if it was too serious. No, no, no. Stop. Well, this is great. There's plenty of comic relief. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we're not going to be like, guys, we're going to talk about suicide today, but it's going to be funny. <laughs> okay? Just, just stick along for the ride. Lots of laughs. <laughs> um, oh, I didn't even ask you, though. How did you meet your girlfriend? Did you guys meet during comedy? Yeah, she's, she's, a she's a comic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we nice. met doing comedy. All right. All right. Well, we're going to, that's a good segue to talk about girls and relationships. Okay. Um, we are going to lighten it up today with a game. All right. Yes. We do a segment do at the end of every episode. And we try to sort of design it around the guests. And we haven't done this in a while. So um, we're going to play Red Light, Green Light. Okay. Um, with dating behaviors. Yeah. And we asked our audience, we just crowdsourced questions. Um, and we're going to tell you some behaviors and you tell us. So yeah, the premise of the game is kind of this thing happens. This person does this behavior. Is it red light, full stop run or green go, or you can do like yellow light. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Okay. I thought this was sort of funny. And some of these, I think they're just like, they clearly happened to, be, to people, which is right. why it makes me laugh. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay so uh, their ex is hotter than you. Uh, kill myself again. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Okay. No, uh, uh, that's a yellow. That's like a, a one I want to be a green. Like I want to be like, who cares? Be like, what? I'm awesome. But like in my mind, I know I'm kind of like, uh, I don't like it. I don't that. like it. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. But no, green, green, okay. green, right. green, but a. Wow. We've come such a long way from kids. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm just going to pick one. I love this one. She's part of a pyramid scheme. Oh, wow. Red, red light. Red light. <laughs> like Hard she's, red. She's like that person on Inst- like Instagram yes. that's like, I'm such a boss babe, but yeah. she's like. <laughs> Hard red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She does Check out my other boss that. babes. Yeah. yeah I, there's a girl from high school. We're like, all part of the like, pyramid scheme. I know like three girls from high school yeah, that exactly. I see that. Well, like, they, you, I got to mute you. They're funny. We had some, a guest on and she says that when these girls contact you, they're always like, hey girl, that's how the message starts. And, like, <laughs> and sometimes it's so offensive because if they're like a fitness related one, they're kind of like, hey girl, noticed you've gained some weight since high school, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let me tell you about my, whatever it is. Yeah. Okay. Um, I thought this was interesting. A girl who has no female friends and doesn't get along with other girls. How do you feel about that? <sighs> it's always suspect. Yeah. Okay. Always, always suspect. That's probably one of how good is the sex. Yeah. That's one <laughs> where like, I'm not gonna, I'm going to green light you, but like. Got my eye on you. We're not, probably not, probably not taking you home to my mom or anything. Like She we, hates women. Yeah. I'll have sex with you. That is what I'm saying. Green light for sex. Green light for Red light for relationship. Red, li- red light for relationship. Right. What would you think if you met a guy that had no guy friends? Um, it's a, it's, it's a red light. I, it's, right. I don't, I've never even encountered that. Yeah. It, no, I don't know. We got, we have a friend that her, her husband doesn't really have a lot of friends and I like him. Their relationship's good. But I'm, not I'm, having I'm a lot suspect. of, not having a lot of friends is one thing. Yeah. Only having female friends, female friends totally or, 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 or only having male friends in my, in my case, that that's more suspect. I think yeah. if someone just doesn't have a lot of friends and I'm like, Maybe they're like a loner. Uh, maybe yeah. Just, maybe their job doesn't allow them yeah, to like yeah. build relationships ever. Yeah, so spy. it depend why. CIA agent. I just feel like I really want somebody to add a lot to my life. And to me, like adding a lot to my life is like introducing. 
introducing me to new friend groups and mm. I would I would like that in a partner. I'm very against that. Having new friends? My girlfriend <laughs> introducing me to new friend groups. <laughs> I am strongly opposed. Okay, so also too many friends is a red light. <laughs> okay. Too many no, no, she either. could have friends. I don't want to go. No, you don't want those friends. Okay, perfect. I'm, I shouldn't say it. She has gotcha. very oh, nice friends. What, I she love that. Nice this is, I, that's great. So we mentioned sex, so we have to ask, of course, red light, green light, giant, unkempt bush. So it's just let it be uh, since birth. I'm a, I'm a little bit back in, well... Fully unkempt is a little wild. Like it's coming down the thighs. Yeah, that's a little wild. <laughs> I, I'm I'm back. I'm I, the bush I, is making a comeback. Yeah, I'm back into bushes. Same. I'm back into bushes, but f- if you go full wild style, because like I'm not even doing that. You know, like we need to have <laughs> mutu- we need to have mutual like you know we levels. Our grooming habits should be uh, similar. So yeah, you like uh, yellow. <laughs> like it depends. Some people naturally aren't. Super hairy. So if they're doing if they're doing full bush, but not but they're not a natural super hairy person. Yeah, great. I think as a rule, it just it should fit in your bikini. Like you know, I just feel like if it's coming out, yeah, Yeah. wild style. (laughs) Like what is it? Like the In and Out Burger? Is that what you get? Like is it animal style? style? (laughs) This girl's bush was animal style, bro. (laughs) You ruined French fries for the whole West Coast. Oh, you get the fries animal style? <laughs> yeah, girl. What is it? What does it mean? It, it's a pole bush. <laughs> it means it comes out of the bikini. You got the semen, just the dollop of semen on top. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> um, I have one for you. I don't think that we have ever talked about this on the history of the podcast. What? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Red light, green light on period sex. Oh, yeah, green light. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, have we ever talked about period sex? Well, I don't think... My red light, green light on that is like, I mean, yeah, nobody wants like a bloodbath, but like, I don't want a guy that is so against having sex on my period. Like, I just think period sex, I I don't know. I think most people are in agreement. It's like, yeah, if you're out of control bleeding, maybe not. But if not, I don't know too many guys that are like, I'm not touching it. I think everyone's kind of down. Now, I had a thing. What if she only (laughs) wanted to have sex on her period? Yeah. (laughs) Red light, green light. (laughs) Super green. Like the other three weeks, she's like, no, we got to wait. I'm like, I don't have towels for this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my, my laundry bills are getting ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> I had a thing years ago. I think I would have ha- done a little better with it now. I had a thing years ago when I first moved to New York where I wouldn't go down on a girl who was on her period. Well, well that's and she, fair. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Completely what? fair. And she kicked me out. Okay, what? She ki- <laughs> She told me to leave. Well, I try to think about it in the opposite. Like, would I go down on a guy that was just like randomly bleeding from his penis? No. Well, well here's the thing too. Also, all right, this is going to get maybe a little graphic. Maybe I would be like, I have a tampon in, but just can you like lick around? See, the clit? that's what th- that's what I meant when I said I think maybe I'd do a little better better with it now. Like now, I think I have a better understanding yeah. of like, okay, I, I can I. Is it like light? I can up. just she wants I'll lick some your top, clit, yes, you know. Right. But like at the time, I was just like, no, no, uh, like which is no, fair. That's also fine. Yeah. yeah, I think that if you are that comfortable, there's not, and you're you're showered, whatever, fine. Yeah. It's not my. It wouldn't be my preference personally. Well, also she kicked me out, and like later on, I realized like that's wild to kick someone yeah. out for refusing a sex act. Yeah, like, yeah. what if I did that to someone? Like, right, that would be like okay. that is not like she was <laughs> savage. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> go home. 
I mean, listen, have I done that? Yes. <laughs> Did I have to apologize and then eventually give him a key to my apartment? Also, yes. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking I'm sitting here thinking like he's listening and going she's fucking done that to me fucking liar okay I like this calls you dude oh I love that one yeah if what if a girl like you like bro and calls you bro and dude oh that's you know I have never thought of this till you guys both just said it kind of a turn on Really? Yeah, green light, green light. Wait, now I'm trying to think of it. If a, I, I have nipped that in the bud. If a guy has called me anything like that early on, like I, I've had a like a guy that did that, and I was like, N- "Do you want to get laid? Stop it!" Like, wait, he called you, dude? Yeah, like I mean, her man or something like the way he would talk to his friends, and I was like, yeah. "Never do that again." Yeah, I don't, don't like do that. that. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, you can't. Well, do yeah, that. you can't do that to a woman. Yeah. You're not. A, now you're I'm not thinking. A, now I'm trying to think if I've heard a, a girl. You right, know what exactly. I did? I did something the other day. So I've been like seeing this guy who's younger than me. Yeah. Called him kiddo the other day. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> that's funny. He goes, "Don't ever do that again." Really? I really don't. Like I think it. I would don't like do that. It. Yeah, I've done it like a few times. He was like, "I really don't like that." Please don't do that. When, when I first got sober, I I was 23. And I dated a, this 42-year-old newscaster. Uh-huh. It was the best. She just like, I, I would just time. like play Xbox with her son. <laughs> she, she would <laughs> make me snacks. And then I just f- fucked the lady from the local news. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. She call you son? <laughs> no, but like honestly, this, in, in hindsight, this is like, the most offensive thing. And I didn't even think anything of it. Oh like God. her ex would like come to pick the kids up and it would just be me there. And I'd just be like <laughs> watching. And like, could you imagine if no. you divorce, you were a divorce, a divorced dad and go to pick up your kids and there's just some 20- fucking 25 year old kid. <laughs> like I taught his, I taught his daughter how to ride a bike and he got furious. <laughs> Oh my god! And they're like, we like Brandon better than you. Yeah, because the daughter was <laughs> like, cool. the daughter was like, Dad says I'm not ready to ride a bike yet, and I was like, You're ready. And I taught her how to ride a bike. Fuck your dad. Fuck Tell him I said so. Yeah, that's exactly the words yeah. that come out of my mouth. Oh my god! All gosh. right, that feels like a good place to, yes. to wrap up. That is really funny. Um, Thank you for your openness and your honesty. I feel like people are going to be dying to see your comedy. So if you could tell people where to find you on Instagram, where to find your album, um, where you do stand up and, yeah, and dates for the next coming weeks as of like, this will be, this is Monday, the 22nd, 22nd. Yeah. So, okay. So, uh, you can find me online. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at airbud, E-Y-R-E-B-U-D. Um, Which is a movie reference for you youngins. Yeah, movie reference. <laughs> Best uh, basketball pet movie in existence. I, um, you can listen to us on the Rad Dude cast with Anthony DeVito and Greg Stone, wherever you get podcasts. Um, I will be in um, Cleveland at Hilarities, which you guys will also be yeah. later on. Yeah. I'll be in Cleveland for one night only, uh, Sunday, July 28th. And then I'm in Louisville. A show called The Dog and the Mouse. I don't know where it is on July 29th. And then I really would like people to come out Tuesday, July 30th. I am in at the Den Theater in Chicago. Okay, uh, that's cool. going to be a fun show. So, lots of Chicago. Yeah. So come out to that. That's going to be a really fun show. But thank you guys so much for having me on. This was really fun. Yeah. Th- this thank was you. so great. great. 
And then you want to take us out? Yeah, guys. Also follow us. Girls Gotta Eat podcast on Instagram. Girls underscore gotta eat on Twitter. And check all of our live show dates at girlsgottaeatpodcast.com or stupidliveshows.com. We told you all the cities up top. And we will see you next week. Thanks, guys. Have a good week. Bye. Bye. 